All right, Gene, are you ready to be counted in? I'm so ready, and I can't wait to answer these. I'm ready, Gene. Ready in Chamesh, Arba, Shalosh, Stein. Yeah! Hey, yeah, yeah. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast! With Christina P. Uh, what up, moms? Thank you for watching me on YouTube, downloading this episode. I'm very excited today. Thank you. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm so excited <laughs> you're here. With me is Dr. Jessica Hockman. Thank you. Up and coming, up and coming doctor star of 2020. You were you were given an award for being such a good pediatrician. Thank you. Yeah, and I know you guys are taught to be humble, but I'll be excited for you. And I'm <laughs> um, thank you for joining. We have so many questions to get into. The people are filling up my lines, um, but you are a mom yourself. You have three three children, two girls and a boy. I do. I do. I have a, uh, a nine-year-old girl, a seven-year-old boy, and a four-year-old daughter. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And you are you look amazing. Thank you. And by the way, I'm really excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this. Oh, really excited. God. And you brought me a wig for I those did. of you who are on YouTube. I did. You know my love of wigs. Thank you so much. Thank you. I saw it on Amazon, and I thought <laughs> it would be a perfect thing to bring to your podcast about children. <laughs> We're cool moms. Cool moms. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Thank you so much. My birthday is June eighteenth. I you, know. You know. I know. I figured by the time this would be airing, your birthday would be right around the corner. So, start off with a first birthday gift. You see, what a great pediatrician. <laughs> You're you. the best. <laughs> Thank you. And as what you every know, mom's looking for. Yeah, I. You are. You really are. You're very nice. You yeah. listen. You take your time. Thank you. And I imagine. Well, first of all. First topic, we're going to have to name her because you know I give all my wigs. What should we name her? Identities. That's the thing. I feel like she, she needs time. She's sitting here on the desk. Right. But by the end of this episode, I'm going to have a name for this. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, okay, so what was I going to ask you? So you've got three children. You've been married. How, how long? I've been married for 12 years, 12 wonderful years. Hey. Yes. And you like your husband. And he's a I doctor, do. too. I do. I love him very much, if he's listening. Um, and he's a doctor, too. Yes. Which is very great. Lucky. Yes. Is that good or is it, are you guys neurotic? Because if both of you are in the medical field. I think overall it's really good. I think we were able to support each other. We understand each other at the end of the day when we talk about yeah. um, what our days were like, but we can get a little bit, uh, a little bit neurotic. We try not to, but we can. Well, and I imagine too, like how do you as a pediatrician not diagnose your kids 24 seven? I would be like, oh, it's definitely, it's meningitis. I think everything <laughs> is meningitis. <laughs> we're, we're pretty good. I think we're pretty good at uh, looking at the big picture and knowing that they're healthy children. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes we can, we can uh, start to worry. Yeah. Not that often, but it does happen. Yeah. I imagine every Normal. doctor. Do doctors self-diagnose themselves more than regular people? Like, does your husband go <laughs> like, oh, that's this is cancer, I'm dying. That's a great question. Definitely in medical school, um, you're learning about so many pathologies, so many diseases all the time that definitely I would look at him and say, do you think I have this or do you think I have that? And <laughs> we talk each other off, off of uh, that idea, but I think we're pretty good. God, your kids are so smart. They're going to be so successful and stuff. I just hope they're happy and normal-ish. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. That's just the goal. And nice people, just nice, nice humans. Yeah. Yeah, That's just don't be crappy. Don't be a shitty person. 
I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> that's, that's what they say in the medical world. Don't be shitty. Um, okay. So far, so good. So there's two topics I'd like to just kind of touch base on. Some follow-up. A lot of people using cloth diapers. The emails have flooded in. I mentioned it two shows ago, and women are still like, I use them and I love them. Have you had experience? Did you ever use cloth diapers? I never did. I think um, I have a fair amount of patients that use cloth diapers that I see in the office, and they seem happy with them. I know there's services that pick up. They make it pretty easy for moms. They pick up, the, I should say for parents. Yeah. They pick up the cloth well, diapers. It, let's be honest. It's mom. <laughs> Come on. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> Dad's not changing diapers as much. Okay. I don't know. Um, hope, hopefully some are. Um, actually, I know some are. I Yo, some. Yeah, stop it. Stop. <laughs> Gay couples. Two dads. Or see, when they have nice to. There's a lot of nice dads out there. No, I know. I know. Um, sure. uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, no, my husband, he got very good at changing diapers and swaddling. Those were his That's his avenues. Jam. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, but how disgusting are cloth diapers? Like, let's talk about it. You, you take the poopy off. The, it's covered in... Shaza, yeah. and then you rinse it off. You got to rinse it off. I never uh. use them. I'm bad. I mean, I think for the environment, people that are really environmentally conscious, it's a nice, a nice, uh, nice thing to do. But they're nicer people I used, than us. I used a uh, Costco. Same all well, the way. Yeah, Huggies, Huggies Pampers. Yeah. yeah, I'm killing the environment. Whatever. <laughs> Secondly, Birkenstocks. Where do you stand on the issue? I know you're not going to like my answer. <laughs> I love Birkenstocks. Oh, I had, God. I haven't, <laughs> oh, God. I haven't worn a pair since the eighth grade. Yeah. Um, since eighth grade. I, w- since eighth grade. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Which might be around the time when you were interested in, I don't know, boys <laughs> attracting people to you sexually. Yeah. See? I had a nice uh, navy blue pair, leather pair that my mom got for me. <laughs> Lots keep, of support. To keep the boys away. <laughs> <Lots of> support. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, but I did love them. They, you can break them in. Where they get Ugh. very comfortable. Yeah, I know. I might they, get a pair now that I have oh, three kids and I'm married. Stop it. Stop. We, when, you, when you mean break them in, you mean it makes a nice brown, <laughs> black That's what I mean. marking yeah. so that the smell from your feet and the sweat is what that is. It's funk. It's foot funk. You, break it, you make a really good point. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, you make a good point. Thank you. I'm very convincing. But they okay. are comfortable. They are comfortable. But, yeah. you know, as I said, my mission on my goal is to be a mother and still be a human and and still be sexually viable i want to still have sex i want to not wear culottes and get a short haircut that's my goal in my 40s so you're reminding me when i was in the eighth grade i wore big baggy sweatshirts yeah birkenstocks actually my dad's sweatshirts i used to take him out of his closet yeah and then my my best friend my uh, my best friend greg said to me if you ever want to meet a guy you got to get out of birkenstocks so you're <laughs> see <laughs> it's true it's true God damn it. it's true but the baggy yeah. sweatshirts, they're, they're all the rage. Okay, yes. we should get to these calls Great. because there are so many questions people have about their children. I mean, listen, I imagine most of your job is counseling anxious parents more than the kids stuff, right? Talking to parents is a big part of what I do. So I'm, yeah. I'm actually excited about this because I get questions every day that I answer to moms individually or parents individually. And so this will be fun to answer those same questions oh, but before, to a wider audience. Yes, of course. And before we get into this details, why don't you give us a, a, a recap on COVID-19 and children? How, okay. What's the concerns? Should we be as worried about the kids? Okay, great question. So hopefully I can um, answer most questions that are out there about COVID. But so obviously it's uh, it's a illness that we're all worried about. It's very serious. The good news is that for children, it's been looking 
really good in terms of the number of cases. So somewhere between one and 4% of all diagnosed COVID cases are children. So they're a small number of the actual diagnosed cases. And then within those that are diagnosed, great majority are very mild. So um, some kids have fever, cough, um, Sometimes kids have, a small number have GI symptoms, so we'll say like diarrhea, stomach aches, but by and large, most kids are doing really well. In fact, um, I find this statistic really interesting that when we think about the flu season, last year, so last flu season, 2019 to 2020, 166 kids were reported um, as passing away. And we have less than a third of that at this moment wow. for a number of uh, kids that have passed away from COVID. So when you think about it, it's it's sort of faring even better than a typical flu season for kids. Wow. Which is really excellent, yes. That is fantastic yeah. news. So everybody's like, when can my kid go back to school? Hopefully right. hopefully our children will go back to school in the I fall. I hope so. I hope so. Um, I hope so. I hope so, it's, too. I think psychologically it's really hard for a lot of families, including myself, yeah. because we've been so... Um, you know, used to being shut down and, and don't see anybody and wear a mask, and which we still should do. We should still be careful, wear a mask, wash our hands, keep some distance between others. Um, but I think it's hard to go from being doing, you know, no socialization to now thinking about heading back to school. But hopefully, hopefully we'll get our kids back. Oh, my gosh. In I a know, safe way. I know. Okay. Did that answer it? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank I just you. want to give people... Yes. Let's talk to, let's start off, let's start off easy. Let's go, you know what I mean? We'll, we'll, we'll dip our little tootsies into the, wa- uh, the water. <laughs> Hello, Kyle, are you there? Yes, is this the main mommy? This is the main mommy jeans and Dr. Hockman. What is up? Hi, mommy. Water champ, personality champ. Always, hey. always brew. And now the wig champ. So <laughs> what's up, Kyle? You have a question about sugar and children. Yeah, so um, I, you know, I've been seeing things on like the amount of sugar in people's diets and then how like babies are put on formula with sugar in it, with uh, corn syrup in it, they're raised on sugar, right? Like little kids, like eight years old will get what used to be adult onset diabetes and they're always drinking like sugar uh, from juices and sodas. I wanted to hear what the doctor thought about that, about like raising kids on these formulas and then like the amount of sugar in the diet combined with, right, the demonization of fat over the past few decades, right? And that people try to cut fat, eat fat free, still think saturated fat is uh, linked to heart disease and like how that affects kids and all the, uh, you know, how all of that eventually turns into like the metabolic diseases, like heart disease and strokes and type 2 diabetes and, and everything. All right. Okay, so there's a lot in that question. So A lot. <laughs> let me see if I can um, break it down a little bit. So first, your question is about formula and the fact that it's there's corn syrup uh, or sugar in formula and how does that affect kids? Mm. So I think... Um, you know, breast milk, which is the alternative, um, is also sugar-based. There's lactose in breast milk. So kids do have, you know, formulas nicely balanced with some sugar, protein, and carbohydrates. So I do find that kids um, can safely gain an appropriate amount of weight from formula and breast milk. Now, as kids get older, I agree, I think there's, an, you know, too much sugar uh, consumed. But I, I really believe in, in moderation. So I think if you uh, – I believe in giving kids – a plant-based diet. So 
things that are mostly grown from the ground, I think will you'll be in good shape. So fruits, vegetables, um, legumes, yes, sticking to a, a low fat dairy. Um, and then sugar, I do think it's okay every once in a while. Hold on, yeah. no meat? Yeah. No, no meat, meat's good too. Lean meats, meats are oh, okay. Because okay. yeah. yeah. I thought you were telling me your yeah. kids were vegetarian or vegan <laughs> or some weird shit, okay? No, I, I first think about- Paleo children? No, no. All no, right, no. thank God. But everything in moderation. So I think yeah. um, a little sugar here and there, I don't think is a bad thing. You don't want your kids to feel deprived. Um, but I think, um, um, firstly, you want the main crux of their diet to be uh, fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, um, you know, nuts, seeds, things like that. But yeah, I, the, the American Academy of Pediatrics, which is what all pediatricians are supposed to follow their guidelines, they say try to keep juice to four ounces or less in a day. Okay. So some of it, but not too much. Juice, four ounces a day. What about a little snacky cookie? We do a little treatsies a little every here and day, there. A, tr- a treatsy a day. I think a little here and there is fine. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. But my motto is, um, as parents, our job is to provide the quality foods to kids and then let the child themselves determine the quantity of the foods. Oh, so that's that a really sense. good point. Yes. Um, because so I get nervous. Well, I'm just going to ask you this now. Yes. Some days my toddler will take two bites of lunch and then he's up and running. So normal. So normal. So I hear oh. this all the time. Um, yeah, I'm sure you do. As, Jesus. <laughs> um, very, I mean, I actually wish adults were more like kids. They're really in tune to mm. their sense of hunger. So if Me they're not too. that hungry, they'll just have a couple of bites and they're done. And then, and then sometimes they'll have a really great meal when they're truly hungry. And so that's why if we just make sure as parents, we're providing the quality of the foods, putting out those good fruits, vegetables, lean meats, um, and let, let them decide the quali- the, how much they're going to eat. Everything's going to work out. They won't get, they won't, they'll stay in good shape. So you're saying too, like yes. I've also done, I'm guilty of it, where you're like, just take two more bites and then we can do this activity. That's probably not. I don't think you have to. Don't do it. Don't do if it. If they're done, they're, they're done. If they're done, they're done. And the same thing, I see a lot of parents, they'll put, they get very nervous. Their kids haven't eaten enough, so they'll put screens in front of their kids yeah. put the ipad in front of their yeah. kids and try to trick them into eating yeah and i don't think you should do that either don't trick them don't trick them just Damn let them it. enjoy the process of eating form good healthy habits yeah i don't know if i answered all of ryan's questions hold on wait, he's still he's, he's still there <clears throat> it's a big question jeans are you Hello? there yeah hi did, did, hey i'm still did, here yeah um you know i've seen stuff with like dr neil bernard is all about uh basically veganism and plant-based diets and then you have like Dr. Jason Fung, Dr. Robert Lutzig, who right. is like a pediatric endocrinologist. And they're, they talk about like the amount of like how sugar also will suppress uh, the hormone that tells you that you're full. I've experienced this myself and some other people I know too, when we cut added sugar out of our diets, mm. like we'll still eat fruit, but that it's like you get full faster. Hmm. Um, and all the effects that I've seen that like, you know, Jason Fung has outlined, like I've experienced personally, and I've, I've seen that. And I've seen too, like when people eat sugar, there's like, you just eat so much more frequently and then you, you crave those foods, right? Like right. And that's, it keeps your insulin levels up, right? So you have hyperinsulinemia, like you always have an elevated insulin level in your body and then you're eating throughout the day. Right. Too. I know. I, um, I, I think what there's do you a think lot of science that in that. For, for kids just, yeah, for kids like, and, and adults too, right? Just wanting to eat and like craving things and getting, you know, viscerally so hungry. Like I find myself, I don't get viscerally like crazy hungry like that anymore now that I'm not eating added sugar. And I, and I eat saturated fat. I eat fat. I eat animal products. 
I like, think what do you think a, about including? Yeah, I think there's a lot to too. say with a low sugar diet. I find that a lot of people that are able to, I'm, I'm not that, I'm not that disciplined, but people that can cut sugar out, they don't yo-yo as much. They keep their, um, their cravings at bay. They keep their weight in check. Mm. Um, so I think, I think if you can do it, if you, you know, or, or just personally, I like to keep sugar in moderation. I try to have most, you know, I, I, I buy by the 80, 20 rule. I try to have 80% mm. of what I eat be pretty good. And then I'll cheat a little here and there. But yeah, if you're able to cut out sugar, that's that's very healthy. That's a great. I mean, yeah, it's not good for you. <laughs> Try not to. Um, let's talk about this as you were speaking about uh, breast milk and formula. So let's yes. talk about the great debate in the mom world, which is, I mean, when I had my son Ellis, um, it was mandated that I breastfeed. It was there was no choice. And um, so tell, what's the skinny? What's going to happen if you give that baby formula? If you give baby formula, they'll grow. (laughs) (laughs) They'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll Um, be fine. So I think breastfeeding is, you know, people use the the saying breast is best. I tend to feel like there's a lot of pressure on moms in so many ways. So my job as a pediatrician, I just try to be supportive whenever they want, whatever they're looking for. So if they tell me they want to breastfeed, I try to help them in any way, get them a lactation consultant, answer their questions, um, su- support them. But some moms, it's not for them. They yeah. really don't like how they feel when they're breastfeeding. Um, some people really need their sleep and they have a hard time breastfeeding or, or it's painful, whatever the reason is. I think formula is a fine option. Yeah. Um, their baby will grow, they'll, they'll flourish. And they won't yeah. grow up to be sociopathic murderers or have abnormally low IQs because I, we didn't breastfeed for five years. My mom didn't, my mom didn't breastfeed me and uh, we, <laughs> we spoke on the drive over here, so we're still very close. And you're a doctor. <laughs> somehow, somehow, so. So yeah. there you go, so yes. I, we can alleviate. And I think more, this is really more a question of alleviating maternal guilt. I, I, <clears throat> I have a, I, I don't like maternal guilt. I think um, there's too much of it. And I remember when I was pregnant and, and thinking I wanted to breastfeed, I was really nervous about it. I was hoping it was going to work out. I wasn't sure. And I remember getting a lot of uh, guilty, um, uh, you know, societal pressure. Of course you're going to breastfeed. Why wouldn't you breastfeed? Yeah. And I really wanted to, but what if I, you know, I knew well enough that some doesn't work out for everybody. Um, yeah, so I try really hard to make sure everybody knows they have my support, whatever direction they choose. Love it. You're right. Because sometimes mm-hmm. as a woman, all you need is that permission I agree. To stop. It's because, okay to stop. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, yeah. I had this wonderful pediatrician who's a mutual friend of ours, Dr. Grinberg. Yes. And Love her. I went to her and I was about three or four months into breastfeeding with my first kiddo. And I was like, I don't know. I can't. I can't. She's like, do you need permission to stop? Right. And I was right. like, yes. She goes, you have my permission to stop <laughs> breastfeeding. It was a gr- it's great. Great. Yes. No, I mean, I, I look back on having my children, especially my first, I had in, when I was in residency in my, in my pediatric training. And then training is very, you know, intensive with like long, there's long hours. It's really hard to fit in time to pump, trying to figure out how to nurse a baby on your off hours. And I put a lot of pressure on myself and I look back and I think it was really, um, a lot more stressful than, than I wish it was. Yeah. Um, So I wish, you know, I don't have any regrets, but it's a lot, it's a lot on moms, the pressure we feel. It's a lot to pump and then to with the bags yeah. and then if you do pump as you're at work you have to take the thing in the, the cleaning ice pack and the refrigerator oh god the time. I just threw up in my own mouth talking about <laughs> it okay this one seems oh i like this one let's go to this one this is danny hi danny hi danny hey hitler hey hitler how's it going 
Um, this is crazy to talk to you. Oh, well, uh, I'm so I glad. I have a 13-month, 13-month-old at home. Yes. Congratulations. And for at least a, thank you. Uh, at least a month now, she has been. Uh, she, I don't know if it's comfort or what, but when she kind of gets herself in a sitting up position against the wall or a crib, she just kind of like rocks back and forth and knocks her head against stuff. Very common. Um, so your question Very is, common, is, is huh? this normal? Is that your question? Well, yeah, it's, it's first child. Um, yeah. And I guess I'm assuming my wife, uh, is going to be asking our pediatrician at some point about yes. it. So she stands up appointment is, but, uh, she stands up in the crib and hits her head against the wall rhythmically. No, she, she, she just sits up. Um, she's not, she's not quite, she'll stand a little bit, but she mostly just kind of, now that she's mobile and she's sitting on her own, she just kind of rocks and kind of knocks her head a few times, just kind of rhythmically. Okay, so and she's thirteen months. Does she does she get excited to see you? Yeah. And does she reach her arms out for you? Yes. Does she point to things? Yes, uh, too much actually. She points good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I think every, you know it's hard to say without definitely you would bring this up with your own pediatrician, but um, it's very common for kids to I think it's soothing in a way. They'll they'll hit their believe it or not they'll hit their heads on walls or they'll. Um, you know, rock back and forth. But as long as developmentally everything else is happening as it as it's supposed to, which those questions I asked you sound really reassuring, um, it, I think they'll grow out of it. All okay. Right. Yeah. I just I'm, I don't think we're too concerned. She's very. It's always from she won, the moment she started. We're I think we're more nervous then, but she's very normal so far. It's just it's very strange when you kind of start witnessing that. Right. I I think they learn. You know, if they really if they do that and they and they hurt themselves, they learn to stop. Yeah, <laughs> like this They'll is okay. yeah. all right. Does that help you, Danny? Perfect. All right. Thank you. Thanks. I like James. all the dads. Good luck. Call. Thank you. I know. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, we have a large male demographic that are into podcasts. Okay, I drop that call. Oh, Jesus Christ! Um, also, it's so funny. Kids do the the craziest things when they're in cribs. Like um, you think that they're out crazy. My elder son would bite on the crib he was like ha, ha, like he was teething and there would be yes. bite marks on the arm of the crib we're like what the fuck is going on <laughs> until a friend of ours said that his son did i did get that too. a lot yep. the, yeah 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 what that's the why fuck are they, they have so many regulations thank goodness on how they make cribs no lead no, 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 <laughs> yeah, no. i was like well he's immune to whatever's in that paint so yeah, yeah. and what is that just Normal. energy and because he's energetic yeah i think kids just have a it's very soothing to to chew you know like pacifiers <laughs> chewing yeah they're very oral. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was good fun when he was doing that one. All right. Let's talk to Jay. Another dude. Jay. Hi, Mommy. Jeans, are you there? Hey. Hey. Hi. Hi. Dr. Hockman's here. Good. What do you have for Dr. Hockman? Hi. I was on uh, things like Vyvanse and Adderall type uh, drugs throughout you know, my childhood and up through high school. And then around age 18, I just kind of quit cold turkey now that I didn't have you know, school to focus on. I was just trying to be an adult functioning on my own. Yes. And I experienced a lot of anxiety and depression around that time. And okay. I was wondering if that was common for people like that. Um, I think it, I, I don't know. I think it depends on, it depends on, so Vyvanse and Adderall are medications that we treat people for uh, attention deficit disorder. So to help people that are having trouble focusing on schoolwork or getting tasks done. Um, but I do think there is a relationship between having attentional 
um, difficulties and anxiety, depression. So sometimes the the two can go together. So I don't know. I, I think that might be something I would definitely talk to your doctor about to see if maybe it's worth um, exploring why, you know, where that, where the anxiety is coming from. All right, Jay, does that help? Does um, that help? Would it also cause stolen valor? <laughs> How dare you, Jay? How dare you sneak that in there? I know. Can you believe I'm sitting with her? I can't. <laughs> I, know. I can't believe I know. this. I know. Un- Get out of here. You're dropped. Just kidding. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. Sneaky. Thank y'all. <laughs> Bye. Okay. How dare he accuse me of stolen valor? Adderall. So, it's so funny because growing up in the 80s and the 90s, there was no like ADHD. There was just right. that kid in class who flipped his eyelids and would write on his arm in permanent marker. And then later he became a drug dealer. And you were like, that's just Mike. He's crazy or Steve or whoever. And now there's was, a diagnosis for drug dealers. Right, just right. I'm well, just kidding. No, it was definitely, I think Ritalin came out in the 1950s. So it's definitely been around, oh. but the the there's been a... Uh, absolute increase in diagnosis yeah so for the caller i think um i don't know if he a lot of people outgrow it as they get older they don't need it anymore mm. um but oh, you can outgrow that absolutely yeah absolutely oh that's interesting yes wow so what happened to him isn't abnormal you know seeing what happens being off of it but i would definitely explore those other feelings yeah 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 Oh, I hate feelings. I just eat them, and I'm learning not to do that anymore. (laughs) This one's interesting. Let's talk to Sarah. Hi, Jeans. I have Dr. Hawkman here. Hi, Sarah. What do you got for us? Is it normal for a child to want to drink their own urine? No. (laughs) You see, I saw your face, and... That may be a new one for me. Wow, that's the magic of where my mom's at. That's the magic of Studio Jeans. Is it normal? You've heard it all. Do they know what's was it was it in a bottle or was it in in a presented in a way that looked tempting? Where where was the urine? Like I was the urine drinker. Wait, what? Where did you drink it? Oh, you were the pee drinker. Yes, I took a Dixie cup when I was like six years old. I squatted, peed in it, and took a swig. And you're alive. I think kids are, it's normal to yeah. be curious. So that sounds healthy. But uh, I, I, did you ever do it again? <laughs> no. So you learned. You learned. <laughs> you learned. What was the, do you remember the lead up? Like, was that, there that maybe a first one though? I yeah. Think. Was that like, did someone at school like suggest it to you? Did you see it in a cartoon or I don't know. I don't know what cartoon drink character. Are you thirsty? I, I don't think so. I think I just did it. Did you actually drink it or just taste it and then put it down? No, I drank it. Whoa. Do you remember the feeling before you drank it? Were you just curious what would happen if I drank it or what was going through your mind? No, I can't remember. I just remember (laughs) the smell and the experience. And was it still warm or was it cold? Because I imagine drinking, it was warm. yeah, because drinking urine is probably like oatmeal. Like you want to hit it fresh. <laughs> but nothing would happen to you. You know, it's sterile. That, I never understand yeah, when you crazy sterile. doctors say that. Yeah. Dude. I don't think it would taste good Let or me, appealing. Okay. Here's the deal. got ammonia and waste. Yeah. They tell yeah. you like, don't eat a bad taco. That'll make you sick. But you can drink <laughs> urine. You can eat your own feces. <laughs> I wouldn't it, do either of those fine. things. <laughs> I, <laughs> fine. Fine. 
So why does why does like it's a definitely bad, not recommended? Right, but why does like a bad taco make me sick? But pee, drinking my own urine, a different bacteria invading my stomach, or I mean, which ta- probably a, most tacos <sighs> depends on if there's bacteria if they're infected. But you'd probably be fine even eating a bad taco. The stomach's pretty pretty hearty. God damn it's it! It's got a low pH, lots of acid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, probably be fine. Oh, this is a cute question. This is a big one. I remember. Uh, but I'm not endorsing drinking. Urine or, or Do you eating, have to say that now. in today's world? Yeah. Would it be like, she's no Don't way do it. Don't try endorsing it drinking your urine. <laughs> or eating bad tacos. Fuck no. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, um, I read in one of those survival handbooks that were popular in the early 2000s that you can drink your urine if you pee in a cup, you let it sit, and then it separates into layers. <clears throat> so that the top layer is the least toxic right is that yeah the the heavy particles will float to the bottom i still wouldn't do it of course (laughs) for survival yeah of course not now what about this the other day i was changing juju's diaper and he put his hand right in the poopy and then went to taste oh gosh and i was like no why'd you do that no (laughs) yeah i mean he's not not apparently nothing wrong with that He'll be fine. Just a little poopy in the mouth. But I think that's how kids learn. They try something and they realize it doesn't <laughs> taste good. They don't do it again. <laughs> that That's right. They don't do it they again. They don't do it again. Okay. Well, that's thanks, uh, Sarah. I, you need some therapy. Okay. Oh, this one's great. Okay. I love this one. Hold on. Where is she? Allison. Hi. You're here with Dr. Hawkman. Mommy? Hi, Jeans. Hi, Allison. Hi. So what's up? Hey, how you are a, you? I'm good. You have a you have you have, you so you have a six year old, a six and a half month old. Oh, six and a half month old. Okay, congratulations. Yes. Thanks. How's it going? Yeah. Um, it's going pretty good. Um, I'm working from home at the moment, and today he tried to drink like a dog out of a dog bowl yeah. and ate one of try to eat one of my papers so we're managing though standard issue my kids are always trying to fuck with the dog bowl that's like the why of all things in the house it's their favorite toy um are you uh, let me ask you this at least it's not the toilet yet though oh that'll happen too don't worry they'll get to the toilet (laughs) allison you're six and a half months into motherhood have you bought a pair of birkenstocks yet (laughs) (laughs) no i have not you haven't surrendered to it my sister has a pair of crocs (laughs) Oh no, I haven't. Oh, gross! Yeah. <laughs> Crocs. Is she... And I, I wore them when I walked outside, and Ugh. I mean they were comfy, but they were sweaty, and I, I'm not about that. So I'll just take my dollar old navy flip flops. <laughs> now, your sister with the Crocs is she married <laughs> or single? No, she's not. She's single. You know, my husband started wearing Crocs after our third kid was born. I know <laughs> the nerve. See, I know, but that's because that's his and way. I hide of... them, and they still come out. Oh my god! I know. But that's way his way of telling you no more kids. <laughs> so I guess so. I'm not I interested. I asked if mine wanted a pair for Father's Day, and he said no. So I said, "What about New Balances?" And he said, "No." Yeah. <laughs> so he's not there yet. <laughs> no, but it's the official dad shoe, is what you're dealing with there. Okay, so you have Good a six man. month old. What's the question, my love? Okay. So the first is, um, what is your opinion on traditional weaning versus baby-led weaning? For feeding? Yes. Okay. So, so I, the, so her question is, there's a, there's a, um, 
movement or a strategy to get kids to like eating called baby led weaning. And that's when you put food or whole foods in front of kids and you let them feed themselves as opposed to the parent putting a spoon in front of their child's mouth. Right. Is that your question? That mommy? Hello? Yes. Yes. Okay. Great question. So can you hear me? Yes. Yes. So I like in general, I like the idea of keeping feeding for kids fun, where it's not forced, they can enjoy it. A lot of times that they can do it on their own, that's very fun for little kids. However, what concerns me about baby led weaning is a lot of times the pictures will show, they'll show a raw vegetable where a kid's gnawing on a carrot and I get concerned about choking risks. Mm. So I think um, as long as it's done without, you know, raw vegetables, nuts, um, uh, meats that could potentially be a choking hazard, I think if it's a pureed food or a, um, a little chunkier of a food, I think that's fine um, to, to do baby led weaning. Okay. Does that Ooh. answer your question? How's that answer your Just question? keep it fun. Okay. Fun and safe. Okay. So. And then um, another question, if you have time, is just um, what's your opinion on a helmet for a mild flat spot? Great question. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're necessary. So there's um, So the question okay. is a lot of babies... They've been sleeping on their backs, which is really safe, and they have mild flattening. And so helmets have been very in vogue. So, um, but there's been good studies that show for mild flattening, when you take one group of kids that don't get the helmet and the other group of kids that do get the helmet, when you look at those kids a couple years out, there's no difference. That's what I was told because, yeah, yeah, the first kid always gets the flat head. Right. Because they, you got to put him on his back. (laughs) He's going to fucking die. And so the the fear of God, that if the kid even, you know, remotely... <gasps> yeah, Ellis had the flattest head in yeah. there, and then and now he looks great. He's great. He's perfect. So, so um, the big thing is if you look at the face, you want to make sure when you look at your baby's face that everything looks symmetric, that the eyes look even, that the ears look even, because truthfully, everything about a flattened head it's cosmetic. It, what a, especially the mild flattening, it's all cosmetic, and it gets better. But show your pediatrician and make sure they believe it's mild. Also, does that does that answer your question, Miss well, Allison? Oh, go. Yes. So. It's gotten definitely a lot better over time. At one point, the one side of his head, his forehead was pushed out a little bit because it's okay. slantfully on the one side, but it's gotten better and the hair is growing back where it used to be since he's not on his back a lot now. Yes. Um, it just seemed like she was being a little aggressive since he wasn't even sitting up and crawling at that point. The aggressive so the way it looked? we do a follow-up at the end of the month. I just wanted to ask another opinion. Yes. The other good thing to tell you is that the head looks the flattest um, around four months. So it's only going to look better mm-hmm. from here on out. So if you give it some time, it's going to, okay. it's going to improve. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. Plus you don't want right. to, thank Thanks you, Allison. Thanks, Jeans. You don't yeah. want your kid to be the All helmet right. baby in the neighborhood. <laughs> they're very cool though. They sticker them up, no. they <laughs> decorate them. <laughs> they're very cool. Oh. Yeah. No, if, they, if they're needed, there's a way to make them look okay. Yeah, yeah. I know. But secretly we always kind of go, with the helmet. you know what I mean? Anyway, they won't remember. They won't remember. No, no. Um, I was going to say something really inappropriate. I won't do it. Do it. Don't do it. There was a kid at our school who wore a helmet. Did you make fun of him? Yeah, we used to call him <laughs> Double Dare. You remember that show Double Dare? Of course, with Mark. What was <laughs> Mark Mark. 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 Not Mark something. Carmen. Did you, didn't you want to be on? Mark Summers. Mark yeah. Summers, oh, yes. you know the show, Nadav? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Double Dare was the shit. The slime. Let's look at this. This was the best show. Is he normal? Do you think Mark Summers is a pedophile? He's not, right? 
I hate when I find out that they're weirdos. Yeah, he looks like a nice guy. He looks like a nice guy. Oh, that was such a good show. God damn it. What was your it favorite was show, show growing up? What Full House. You? No. Yeah. yeah. For long, 90210? That BH9. That's, that's like the best show on TV. Yeah. I named my first car Brenda. Did you really? I did. I once saw Brenda at an Applebee's. I couldn't speak. Wow. Yeah, I was so She's yeah. great. Yeah. Shannon Doherty. Shannon Doherty. Now, are you a fan of Fuller House on Netflix? I tried. I watched the first episode. Couldn't get into it. Wasn't but they all look great. They all they look great. Do. I was impressed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't watch much TV without falling asleep after 10 minutes. I these know. Days, so. Me so too. probably it's a great show. I just... Have you gotten into 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 days, though? <laughs> no, but I really want to. You kind of... I really want to. What do pediatricians watch? <laughs> are there shows you can't watch because you're a pediatrician give me an example like as a comedian i'll be like uh, people are always like have you seen that funny show and i'll be like i can't it's like watching work i'll be like i, I don't think it's funny i don't think stuff's funny i Can never watched medical shows yeah right i never did in medical school they had um a group of kids in my class would watch house together and I remember a couple of them left our, like the boards, the big exam at the end of the oh, training, and they got a couple points from watching House. Really? Yeah, but I never watched it. <laughs> <laughs> never watched it. Wow. Doctors are so smart. We're not that smart. I like it. We're hardworking. What was your Maybe. SAT score? Let's talk about it. <laughs> Just give me a ballpark. It was out of a possible 1,600. Your math was probably good. I had a good math score. Yeah. Nadav, what was your but who SAT? remembers? It was over half my I life do. ago. I remember. It was so long ago. <laughs> and it doesn't mean anything. It means everything. What was yours, Nadav? I got a 1600. Shut wow. the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Shut the fuck up. Out of 2400? Yeah, it was, the, fir it was yeah. the first year. <laughs> it was the first year they did it out of 2400. <laughs> I learned this from asking patients. Wait. Like you what? got a 1750 on your, isn't it out of 1600? Oh, they changed the scoring. Wait, so, but isn't, sorry. I'm going to do my math here. <laughs> yeah. 1,800 times two. What is that? <laughs> it's, carry the one. That's 3,600. Is I, How'd it, you get 1,800? Where'd you start it, there? Didn't you say, oh, you were 1,600. Sorry. I think they, I don't know if they still do this. Someone, I'm speaking about something I know nothing about, but they changed it for a while for three, three sections of 800. Three, I don't what's know. The, the third section is a written section, right? An essay? Is that what that was? Nadab, yeah. Do you know? Okay. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was math and reading comprehension and then writing. <laughs> what a nightmare. And what did you have to write about? Uh, your favorite color. I don't, I don't know. Like bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so, something that was like, here's, I think it was like you had a reading prompt and then you had to write something about it, I think. I don't oh. know. You, I'm having a little PTSD just talking about Same. it. Same. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. like all that stuff. No, What's the final doctor test? Is there like, you, you do your hours and then is there a big doctor test there's at the a, end? <laughs> there's a lot of tests. There's the test to get into medical school. <laughs> oh my God. That everyone, the MCAT. And then when you're in uh, medical school, there's a couple big tests. Uh, one is the step one after two years. This is really boring. What, step is one. To talk about? And then step two. Step two. And, and then, then there's a second part of step two, I think, or there's a step three, which is... But is there like easier. a big one, like the bar exam? S step one is the biggest one. That determines if you're going to make your dreams or not. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love how it's all uh, like one thing. And then there's, a pe then there's the boards <laughs> and the it. specialty you're in. So the pediatric boards was another really big test. But can you take it more than once? Like the bar exam you can take. 
I think three times the bar in California um, or indefinite. I don't know. You can you can take him these tests again. God, thank God. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? One test. There's a saying in show business. There's no one show that can make or break your career. But in in like the real world, like no, it is just one thing. It's the SATs, and you fuck those up, you have no future. Sorry. The embarrassing Literally. thing is if you don't pass, people know. It's like somehow everybody finds <laughs> out. So that's gossip. That's, that's I tough. love yeah, the, the pediatric gossip. All right, Erica, you are thirty eight weeks pregnant. Congratulations! Congratulations! Oh, holy. Sorry, excuse my language. I can't believe I made it. Oh, oh this is a Christian oh show. I'm so glad. <laughs> Erica, you're 38 weeks. You're about to pop. How are you feeling? Are you in labor right now? Pregnant as hell. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, I wish. Um, I'm praying that this kid comes early because being pregnant sucks. Yeah. But I'll take it when it comes, I guess. You're almost there. You're almost there, girl. Hang in there. So you, you have a question <laughs> about you. bringing your new baby out in public. Yeah. So um, this is kind of a dumb question just because, you no know, such I never thing. really babysat. No such thing as a dumb I question. I was the youngest. So, oh, thank you. You're so sweet. It's true. Um, she really is. And so I kind of like, you know, when is it already appropriate to start bringing your child out into public? Because, you know, we take the dogs. We have two dogs. <laughs> so we take them for walks. But, you know, I was like, well, I don't really know when it's safe to bring them out. And then, you know, as far as, you know, this pandemic, I live in Texas. So we kind of started opening up back in May. And now we're starting to see some increases. And so it's like, well, what should I do about allowing my kid to kind of socialize? Bring right. out, you mean your newborn, your newborn. But also be safe. Yeah. Your newborn. Okay. Yeah. My okay. newborn. Now, oh, thank you. Hold on. Now, here's the deal. Yes. I didn't take my first kid out for fucking months. I was like, I'm like the Chinese, right? The first 90 days in the house, close the window, shutter right. it up. Right. Don't come to visit me. Don't bring me shit. Don't come by. I'll let you know when I want to see you. That's a way to do it. <laughs> That's a way to do it. Okay, so, Tell so me. it's a great question because the truth is there's no real answer to this question. Oh. Um, a lot of different, you know, cultures do it differently. People do it differently. I'll tell you what I advise. And I've had patients, by the way, They'll adopt a kid in China and they're going to want to, they want to take a, a flight home with their newborn at two weeks. And I think, you know, there's no rules against that. So, so, right. um, um, a lot of it depends on your circumstance, but in general, what I tell parents is the first 30 days, you want to be very careful. Um, if your kid gets a fever in the first 30 days, it's an automatic hospital admission. Um, oh, it's more of a, a workup. So the first 30 days you want to be very careful, um, but I usually tell parents the second set of vaccines happens at four months. Uh, generally. And after that point, I think you can be a little more liberal taking your kids outside. However, um, and around other people. But before that point, I'm always a fan of walks. I think being out on walks is really safe for the child, very safe for the newborn and good for parents, good to get a little vitamin D, get some fresh air. So in general, I think walks are good. It's all about crowds where you want to be careful being around other people. And I think after that second set of uh, vaccines run four months, that's when I tell parents to be, they can be a little more liberal getting out. Now, she's uh, in Texas where COVID is very low, but yes. let's say you're in a higher COVID area. What do we do? I think I would give same. I mean, I give that same recommendation. Advice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, same advice. Well, there you go, um, Erica. Does that 
and wearing masks, I think masks. that would be something I would not on the newborn, obviously. Not, just on, not, no, yeah. not on the Some newborn. People will interpret that. <laughs> not yeah. on the newborn. But for any visitors, you know, and stick to visitors that really care about you, that are really close to you. So maybe you have grandparents or aunts and uncles that really mm-hmm. want to see the baby. Everyone should, you know, wash hands, wear masks. Um, nobody needs to kiss the baby yeah. on the face. And by the yeah. way, don't even under normal circumstances. Normal circumstances. It may mean nutty. Yeah. When people, strangers, they see the baby, the newborn, let Ugh. me touch its hands, Ugh, I can't touching yeah. the feet. Yeah. Well, guess what? Now that baby's <laughs> going to put the foot in the hand and the mouth. I agree. God damn it. Yeah. You can keep them covered. It's you know, keep one them thing nicely to covered. touch my belly, but it's another oh, thing to touch my baby. Wait until, <laughs> wait until it happens, Erica. Now, Erica, are you going to have a home birth and are you going to invite your neighbors and your friends to watch you give birth in a tub in your living room? Or what are you going to do? Um, No, we're going to go to the hospital. My husband's military, so we're going to give birth on base. And actually, I'm kind of glad that it's on base because I really didn't like the idea of visitors, friends or family coming to visit me. So now it's very restricted because, you know, of course, we need a military ID. So I'm like, hell yeah, I'm glad Good. this pandemic is going on because then it could just be me and my husband and, you know, my parents yes. and my grandparents, you know, they're going to come at a later date and they're okay with waiting, but I'm glad it's going to be a little bit more intimate. Yeah, but, yes. Erica. Yeah, I, we're going to the house. Good for you. Good for you. I, I got to tell you too that I really didn't want people in my hospital room. I didn't want people around me both times, really, until I was home mm-hmm. and settled. And like, you have a right to say that as the woman that just carried a baby. Absolutely. And you set the boundaries. Absolutely. And because you're the one controlling the viewing. You know what I mean? That's your kid. I, anyway. That took me a while to learn. With my first kid, I let everybody visit. And oh. I was so tired. And you're learning to Exhausting. breastfeed. Yeah. And then by the third, I had visiting hours. I'm like, you can come from <laughs> one to three. That's <laughs> smart. You learn. Yeah. So you can, I agree. Setting boundaries is a, is a smart idea. Yeah. You got to conserve your energy because you'll see it's pretty exhausting giving birth and then now you've got this newborn. So you're going to, you're going to need your rest. Okay. Well, good luck to you, Erica. And I hope everything. Congratulations. Yes. Congrats. Okay. Oh, sorry. I hung up on her. She was saying, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. You didn't want to do a home birth? You know what? I, I'm going to invite you to my next one. If I do. Have a next one. No, wait, my friend Sarah, um, so I have a friend, Sarah, who is really crunchier than me, and she really, really wanted to give birth in like a birthing center in a tub. Okay. And like really go on, on natural. She hated, still hates but hospitals. But not at her house, at a hospital. But not at her house, but like at a birthing center. Next on to a hospital? Side. Yeah, like okay. hospital okay. adjacent. So, okay. She's close. Which sound, those, That's what I said to her, because yeah. at first it was the house. Right. And I was like, Sarah, listen, I love you. I'm not going to let you do this shit. Like do it at a birthing center. That is adjacent near right medical I think that's fine yeah, yeah. yeah. well what the you hell you want your life you want your life uh uh what's it called the life the life alert life. <laughs> i was gonna say life i'm having just lifesaver oh, you life want yeah you yeah. want it there in case you need it that's right the life the life float what the fuck are we the life vest what's it called <laughs> you know what the saying. dog the just life saver. Saver. the lifesaver life yeah saver. that's not yeah. the word that's it anyway yeah i know what you're saying um so, so what happened of course it ended up in cesarean that's always everybody i know that wants to do the natch at yes. home birth yes. seldom turns out i've had a few friends that it turns out well for yeah right lifesaver oh gosh life You're jacket idiot life jacket yeah but anyways be close to a hospital that's the best i, I agree with that okay right, good good i like that you agree with that um Haley. so Haley just found out she's 
pregnant. Holy shit. Where are you, Haley? Hi, Haley. You just found out you're preggers? Yes, and my son just pooped his pants while you picked up the phone. Wow. <laughs> Mazel. I'm a multitasker. I like that you can laugh about that. That's a good mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, that would be hilarious if she literally picks up the phone right now and you're telling me this. And sure enough, Christina gets on the phone. There she awesome. goes. She's pooping. So th <laughs> this is your second yeah, baby? Are you pregnant? Job, dude. <laughs> good job <laughs> i love it this um, is your yeah, second so kid we just, we just found out we found out we were pregnant on monday Ooh, congrats congratulations and uh it's been a struggle you know with everything going on in the world and you know so much uncertainty it puts a lot of stress and uh but we came home and uh found out on monday so you know now i'm just planning for the next thing which is how it's all going to go and how it's all going to look um, going forward with appointments and just mentally trying to stay strong through everything, you know? So what's your question for Dr. Hockman? You, got, you just want to know like what your pregnancy is going to look like in the so, time of so COVID? My, well, basically just my question being is, you know, um, we're used to going to appointments like with our, our, our significant others and, um, you know, having those experiences with, seeing the baby's heartbeat for the first time and yeah. having those emotional um, moments and everything obviously is different now. Um, and you're having to do things pretty much on your own and it already feels like a battle in itself, you know, doing everything on your own as a, as a woman um, with your family and your children. Um, but yeah, you know, mentally I, I've always been strong um, individual, but this year has, kind of affected me a little bit more so than any other time sure and yeah. uh so i'm just i'm just wondering like what is that going to look like and feel like um as going into appointments uh going forward so first i i want to point out i think there was a really strict time for a few months but i i think things are evolving so i'm not sure you know it may be more restrictive in the beginning appointments but you're saying that right now you can't bring your husband with you Hold on, I just muted her. Oops. Let's get her back. Well, hey. to have our significant other to be with us. That may change. Um, I, that may change. And I'm hoping so because those are some of the things that I, you know, I just remember when we would go. And, you want to share um, it together. It would just yeah, of course. Be, you know, you need that support because everything is different as <laughs> you're going through each month. Your hormones are different. Right. You know, we have, we do have our, our little Carter. Um, and he's been amazing through all of this, but you know, you definitely have breakdown moments. Sure. And yeah. Sometimes you go into these offices and you don't feel like they give you the same, um, type of like emotional support that you're looking for. It's you're in the appointment and out you go, you know? So and everyone's wearing um, masks. I'm hoping that's something that would change. Yeah. Well, also keep in mind, Haley, that you're, you just found out you're pregnant three days ago, which means what, in eight months is when you'll be, right? Because she's already clocked a month by the time you find out you're pregnant. Yeah, usually five weeks, six Whatever. weeks. Yeah. So like, but basically in right, eight months weeks. or, yeah, from now is when you'll be giving birth. And who knows what the landscape will be in eight months, right? Absolutely. Could um, be I tend to better. feel like it's hard not to feel anxious during this time. I think there's so much, you know, everyone's lives are turned around. Um, anxiety or feeling nervous, uh, 
not sure uncertainty is is a very normal feeling but i try to feel like the more you can think about the positive the better off we feel so yeah. i would focus on that's so great you're pregnant i mean yeah. that's that's amazing yeah um so i mean Starting to feel like you know there's something wrong with me. What's wrong with me? No, <laughs> of course, we're and super excited. No, it's a hard. It's and hard. Carter's excited. It's great. Good, Haley. Try to Carter, enjoy. Are you excited too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. You got a great laugh, so I'd say keep laughing. Keep laughing, Haley. Oh. And you're going to yeah, be just we're, fine. We're doing. We're doing a lot of uh things to keep outdoor activities to keep our mental health strong, and you know. Good. Not completely staying indoors at all times, but things to just make us feel a little bit normal here and there. there. And, just keep doing um, that stuff, Haley. Keep and like and yeah, yes, and like Dr. Hackman saying, focus on the positive. I agree. I think so many times we get bogged down on on the negative because that's frankly is what the media loves to report. Is like. You watch, I'll watch CNN and there's like literally the death counter, the the numbers, how many people have it? How many people are fucking dying right now? And then like the ticker goes to the next death as Anderson's telling, you know, telling you the news. So it's hard to stay and also to keep perspective that things evolve, things change. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, um, no, you, I know it sounds, I know it's hard. I, I can't, I can't imagine being newly pregnant and the emotions you're feeling, but um, you got a lot of good things going on. Yeah. yeah. Focus on that things. shit. All right. Do you mind if we call my friend Rena? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> she called in last time. Hold on. Let's see if Rena. I she hope gets... the poop's okay. Did she change? Did she still? <laughs> Did she change it? Oh, right. Yeah. That, Matt. It's never ending poops. Never ending. Here, let's call Reens now. Hey, Scenes. Hi, Reens. You're on the show right now with Dr. Hawkman. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was about to jump on a Zoom call. Oh. I'm, like, delayed. Okay, well. But, um, I have five minutes. Okay, it go for it. It starts at 2.15. Okay. Oh, God, now I can't even remember what I was asking. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. You've got okay, the VIP well, right, line. So, so my two-year-old, um, I was out. You know, I'm sure you've heard of molluscum contagiosum. Molluscum contagiosum, absolutely. Nope. And so... <laughs> My two-year-old has it, and I'm not really sure how he Google. got it, because it just showed up in May, okay. and he's been quarantined since March, and nobody else has it, and they say, like, you get it from, like, toys, or share toys, or, like, wrestlers get it a lot, and I'm like, well, they don't wrestle on mats or anything that's used by the public, yes. I'm not sure how he got it, and it's kind of a pain, because my kid, my eight-year-old got it, like, when he was five, it just doesn't go away. Yeah, it's a nuisance. You know, it's hard to treat at home, but I don't really want to think about a dermatologist, because I'm like... Okay. Oh, it's kind of a big nothing burger. <laughs> I have some tips for you. You hear the tips? Okay. Okay. So first I'll let you know, it, it's going to go away. So mollusc- so molluscum, the name, it's so contagious. That's why the name contagious is in the name. Molluscum oh, t- contagiosum. So probably it was given from, do we talk to Yeah, you talked to her. Yeah. Um, probably, it was your son? Your son has it? Yes. We're talking to the mic. It's oh. complicated. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so many things going on. Usually it's passed from child to child. Um and there's a tip. Um, if you don't want, if you don't, if you don't want to go to your doctor right now, you can go on Amazon and get Conzerol, C-O-N-Z-E-R-O-L. Con- I got that. I got something. That, well, I got the, some, some something that begins with a Z. I got it from uh, Amazon. Conzerol. Yeah. Yeah, you can get Conzerol. You can put that on, and it eventually you, will go away. You got Zakalaka Ding Dong. She's saying get the Conzerol. You didn't get the okay. same shit she's saying. Okay. <laughs> cool. I will. I will get that. Um, I know when I took my first kid uh, five years ago, they gave him uh, 
they called it Beetlejuice. Right. There's yeah. There's Aldera. Uh, there's a, a lot of treatments. You can't find that online. Right. There's there's a lot of different treatments. The idea is you want to irritate it enough, and you don't have to treat every little spot. But if you irritate a few, it signals to the body um, to clear the virus. It's caused from a virus called the pox virus. It's contagious, like uh, chicken pox virus. Yeah, or like a version of a wart. Oh. And then eventually the body recognizes it as something it wants to fight, and they all clear. So, so how would you have gotten it if, like, my kid had it? It was, like, dormant in your body for five years? Probably not. Probably from another kid somehow. Jeez. Oh, okay. So it doesn't show up right away? It doesn't show up right away. But um, it will show up pretty... It wouldn't take years pretty quickly. Okay, so, Sometimes yeah, showing... right, so... He probably got it from his daycare. I just, I, I just like, I hate it because it lingers for like a, like six months. Or right, like a year. six months a year. But the, 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 yeah. the big, but it what doesn't cause any long-term damage. It's something that eventually the body will clear; it'll go away. But those things like Conzeril, the Beetlejuice, can speed it up to go away faster. But it looks like okay. if you ever see it on your kids, it looks like the same color as flesh. It doesn't look red. So if you see, uh-huh. see uh, the pictures are showing, but they look uh, same color as flesh. And mm. if you look in the middle of it, there's a little, a little dot. Yes, that yeah. little dot. And they yeah. say that the virus exists in that dot. And right. And if you pop it out, the virus doesn't exist. So I keep trying to pop it out. Popping out doesn't work. Let doesn't, I wouldn't do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, try okay. the Conzero. Okay, I'll do that. Thank okay, you sure. So much. Sure. It. Of course. Right, bye, of course. Rains. Thanks. Yeah. Bye, Rains. Conzero. Okay, bye. Right. Bye. It's like $50. $50. Amazon. Using bye. my code <laughs> where my mom's at <laughs> on the banner. Oh, that's uh, there's so many nasty childhood menaces like that yeah. doesn't it's not going to kill your kid but it's no, annoying it's a nuisance absolutely like, do i really have to god damn it and you can freeze it there's different ways a lot of different ways to treat it freezing it yeah mm-hmm. okay here's some emailed questions we got in i want to make sure people are getting their stuff answered Let's i know it. what it's like when you get a pediatrician it's like so exciting <laughs> can't believe it get your you get your questions okay hold on Oh, I don't think anyone's ever been so excited. I am. I love it. Okay. Okay. I don't want to ask you that one. Usually I get how many vaccines today? Vaccines. Yeah. Well, okay. How, how about this one? There's so much going on these days and about limiting your kids screen time. Yes. And moms that do allow screen time are often viewed as pieces of shit by the rest of the mom community. Is it that deep? Does it seriously matter that much whether or not my kids have screen time? I think that's a really good question because so some scary statistics, the average teenager looks at a screen for over eight hours a day. <gasps> so second to sleeping comes looking at a screen. Oh, um, dear. So I do think it's important, you know, it takes you back to moderation. So it, it can start really young. They get really hooked on TV. So I think TV is fine, but you want to stick to good programming if possible. Uh, not not too much junk. Yeah. Um, hopefully something educational. And just keep in mind that kids need to get outside. They need time to play. Um, and then if you do a little bit of TV or screen time, I think that's fine. What's a little bit? Um, the, the American Academy of Pediatrics likes kids to stick to under two hours a day. Oh, that's... Um, yeah. But I would even say less than that yeah. is better. Because my kids, I try to... I try, during this time, it's been difficult to keep it to a minimum <laughs> yeah, when they're not in school. But in general, we try to, to limit it to maybe less than an hour if possible. Yeah, that sounds reasonable at that age. Like... You want to read books with them. You want because yeah. when it, when they're watching screens, that's time that they're not reading, playing, using their imagination. And is that why it's so discouraged? Is I because think so. that's taking up real estate. Like they're only awake so many hours. Absolutely, it's a you, great point. You want that brain to be filled with good stuff. I agree. 
you know like it's funny i was just talking to somebody today about the muppets and like all the psychedelic shows that we grew up on in the 80s and the 90s that were made by people on drugs in the 70s (laughs) i didn't know that oh yeah i mean jim henson was a big hippie and he created these muppets and bernie brillstein was like i want to make a show like hee-haw but with your puppets and that's how the Muppet Show came about. Because some stoner was like, I can make a talking frog and a pig mate. And, you know, like making kissy faces at each other. And then it was fun. I like that time. It was silly, right? Very silly. I know. I know. Everything's so digitized now. Yeah. Yeah. It's so square. It's yeah. so weird. But I do think there's something to say for less less TV, less screen time. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Because it's depressing. Limits. It's kind of yeah. low frequency dwelling. The hard part is they want to. I want a role model for my kids, and right. these phones, they see us looking at screens, all so, the time. all the time. Yeah, that's what I worry about too. Because I, I, yeah, you can tell them that, but then you're always like, who's who's texting me right now? <laughs> it's a challenge. It really is. <laughs> okay, here we go. Circumcision. I'm sure you hear a lot of questions. Yes. Okay. I'm 23 years old and currently 32 weeks pregnant with my first baby, a boy, due the first week of August. Circumcision has been a big debate between some of the family members and I. Some say it will be traumatizing for him later in life. And I've also heard about things that can happen to them medically as they get older when they aren't circumcised. I know what I think I want, but it would be great to hear from a medical standpoint and from a rocking boy mom. Again, thank you for everything, blah, 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 blah. Vanessa from North Carolina. Okay, this is a really good question, and, and it's become, for some circles, it's become debatable on how how to proceed. But truthfully, I think it comes down to parents' preference and family preference. Hmm. Um, there are some medical benefits to circumcising. They're not so great, though, that I would be compelled to tell a family, oh, you have to do a circumcision or it's really in your best interest. There's a slight... Uh, decreased risk of urinary tract infections when boys Mm. do get circumcised, but that risk is pretty minimally different. So let's say it goes from um, one in 2,000 risk to one in 1,000 risk. So you're taking a really low risk to a really low risk. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it's really a matter of aesthetics, it sounds like. It's family preference. So some people don't want kids to get the procedure done, but it's when they're done as a baby, it's actually a really simple procedure. So the one advice I would give is if you if you want to do it, just do it right away. Don't wait till they're older. Do it within the first couple of weeks. Don't wait until he's 30. And <laughs> Some parents say, I'm going to let him make up his mind when he's no. old enough. I'm like, no, no, no. Just no. Either, either do it or don't do it. Right. Yeah. Right. No, don't let them decide. Right. That, but there's that religious was... preferences. There's family, cultural preferences. In the United States now, it's about 50%, 50%. So if really? half, half of boys do it, half don't. Yeah. Wow. That's fascinating. Yeah. So people are really dialing back on the circumcision. Yes. Wow. A lot of it's cultural. Right. Yes. What you're Who's used not to. Into it? Who's not into Wait, it? Do Asians <laughs> circumcise? Uh, a lot do. They're good. Euros? No. Not so much. No? Interesting. Yeah. Latins? Not so much. Oh, I'm, cool. I don't mean to be generalizing, but... No, yeah. but it culturally yeah. it is, yeah. uh, you know... Indian families, not so much. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. Now, um, and it, it's... And both ways are good. Yeah, it's yeah. it's neither here nor there. Right. But um, if I can the, recommend the, the ring... The kind that they just put on the dude's peener and it just, it basically makes the skin die, right? And the then it's painless. Good. Yes, the ring is good. It's called the Plastibel. Uh-huh. Um, that's a fine method. You just want to make sure, honestly, that somebody's experienced who does it, which is why mm-hmm. I never do them because I don't want to start on anybody. 
got you. You don't want. Yeah. 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 But if you can find somebody Someone who's experienced, it'll be great. Yeah. Because we did that with our second boy and it was it's like a perfect. It'll be, yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I practice pediatrics with my dad and he does <laughs> circumcisions and he does the plastibel and they come out looking really good. And he's quite yeah. a coxman. He's a pro. <laughs> he's very good. That's what I hear. Word he's on never the had a redo is, is what he says. Never had a, <laughs> never had a redo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your dad's quite good at making those. He's, painters doing it okay <laughs> here's a question i have a nine-month-old baby boy and every time i change his diaper or give him a bath he will grab his penis and testes very aggressively i'm sure he's just curious welcome to having a boy i, know. <laughs> I was like yes it's not gonna stop and okay yeah i know uh, once they find it you're done yeah, yeah. He, well exactly yeah. he goes i feel awkward every time he does it and i don't know what to say other than stop honey that will hurt how should I go about handling this when he gets older and talking to him about grabbing his privates? Okay. I don't want to traumatize him. I don't want him to do this in public, obviously. So what's your thoughts? So it's really normal for kids to um, to touch their genitals, to find their genitals. And I think you make a good point that you don't want to make them feel um, shamed for it. Yeah. So usually I have a son, what I'll tell him is it's okay to touch yourself at home or, in, mm. you know, or in your, in your room, it's okay in your room, but yeah, when maybe we're, not just all over the home, <laughs> you know, the, we try to restrict it to one room. It's too. been modified the older he's gotten. <laughs> now he's seven. So now it's in the room. Um, but, but, um, you know, limiting where, where it's done, it's okay. It's normal, but not, not at school, not with your friends, not out here and wash your hands, you know, he said <laughs> but without shaming and, and I, that's working pretty well. Yeah. I find that being neutral, value neutral about genital talk and ge like is the way to go. That's a good point. Right? Yeah. Like just yeah. like, hey. Matter of fact. Yeah. You, uh, it's the body part. Yeah. I see you're touching your peener. Just right. not in front of other people. Right. They may not want to see that. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's dirty and you're wrong. And those are your dirty places, right? That's a, that's. God's going to punish I'm gonna you I'm going to copy what you just those. said. Yeah. <laughs> Who but told yeah, you, Nadav, who told you not to touch your peener? Uh, you know, I don't have a memory of that. That's probably it's a good, good parenting. Thing. Yeah. But I do remember <laughs> when I was a summer camp counselor, uh, our group was like uh, kindergartners. And yeah. um, it was like the, the music sing song uh, hour. And we were, we were in the music class. And then I, I'm just looking around and one of the girls just kind of and she's in kindergarten, just pushes her underwear to the side and is just going at herself. Wow. Kindergarten. And that memory stuck with you. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. I mean, I was in 10th grade. I'm like, I have no idea what to even do here. Wait, how old were you? I, I was in 10th grade at the time. I was a junior camp counselor. Oh, and she was? She was in kindergarten. Gee, is that normal for a kindergartner to really go at it like that? It's normal. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, you hear stories about kids being overstimulated, sexually, like maybe molested or something, and they get like, what? But I guess no. If you're, I think kids realize that it feels good, so they, they, they keep doing yeah. it. Yeah. When is it a flag, though? Like when? Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. when is it a sign that something might oh. be inappropriate with your I think if child? If they get nervous or they seem to be. Um, extra paranoid, extra nervous. I think parents have a good a good gut sense around their genitals, or just in general. Oh, in general, extra yeah. nervous. Or certain people, yeah, certain scenarios. Yeah. Oh man, here's a good question for you. 
my wife was five months pregnant and I was wondering if it's okay for her to smoke that chronic every once in a while, like one or two hits a week. Side note, she isn't interested in this part, but my own personal belief is that if she takes psychedelic mushrooms once a week, that my child will come out a wizard <laughs> shooting lightning bolts and shit. Is there any merit in that? <laughs> so that's a two part question. Two part question. So, okay. In general, I think, uh, abstaining from drinking uh, marijuana smoking is a is is in the interest of the child um there there's thought that kids can be you can go into preterm labor um kids may be born at a lower birth weight if you smoke mm. but um you know probably not much will happen right but it's not a good not a good habit it's probably yeah. not good for yeah. the mother and it, not good you want to be in good health no but I, I will get a lot of parents calling about adopting kids and they'll say is it okay if i adopt this child the mother's been smoking marijuana mm. um do you think my child will be healthy and they come out they come out healthy oh that's good to yeah. know yeah yeah thank god yes because that would be my concern if i had like a surrogate lady carrying my like tom and i were joking the other day about like i wish we had a girl we were just saying like oh it'd be nice to see what our girl would should do like. it nope third one nope <laughs> think about it no <laughs> i would i don't know how you guys do three i would be it'd be great bonkers no but he's like you could do a surrogate i'm like there's no bitch you could do a surrogate. i'm with you tom no <laughs> i there's no bitch out there i would trust i wouldn't trust i'll any find you one bitch no <laughs> i don't want a third I will go crazy. You're so good at it. No, stop. You're such stop a good it. Stop it. Dr. Hoffman. Stole my heart. Okay, this one's interesting. My baby cries a lot. If my child has She's a... She's so cute. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking so about this. She'd be cute. so cute. I know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Those lips. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> I'm going to think about this some more surrogate. No, I don't want it. I don't want a third. I'll find you a good one. My life would be over. I can't. I'm so tired already. God, a two-year-old. I'm almost forty. You'd be You're already doing it. Two kids. I'm telling you, two to three. Stop yeah. those lies. Yeah. No, I'm Stop not lying. Stop with your lies. <laughs> lying. That's what people say to me about going one to two. No biggie. Oh, it's biggie. But do you regret it? No. See. But that first year is so hard on me. I know. I know. The first year's misery. I'll I'll talk to you. Can I just I get like you. a two-year-old? Yeah. Can I just? <laughs> can't they just come four? I like them when they are like four. Four's is nice. Rad. Four's nice. All right. My child has a difficult temperament. What can I do if he cries a lot? If he cries a lot? How old is the child? I don't know. doesn't say. Baby. It says baby. Okay. So like a little baby? So first says. you always want to make sure your child's basic needs are met, that they're fed. Maybe they're tired. Maybe they need a nap. Maybe they just need to be held. But I also feel like crying is not always the worst thing. So I think as parents, a lot of times we hear crying and we think, oh, must, we must be doing a bad job as parents. Yeah. They yeah. shouldn't be crying ever. And sometimes kids need to cry. They need to get their emotions out. They need to get their feelings out, their tantrums out. And so I think as parents, the best thing we can do is just let them know that we're there for them. Yeah. Give them a hug if they want it. See, can I tell you my deterrent for tell having me. a third child? Tell me. It's the I'll talk you out of it. It's the crying. It, it really is. Uh, it's that first year of just the baby's crying. I'm not sure why. Because you go through the checklist. Hungry, tired, all this stuff. Yes. Is it colic? Is it meningitis? Are we going to the... You know, can I, mean? I tell you a secret, though? Yeah. Almost always the third kid's the easiest. Stop. I swear. <laughs> I'm telling you, you should do it. Is it that they're the easiest or that you're just so exhausted you, you don't even notice half the shit? Maybe a combination. Yeah. 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 They're not the easiest. They're the easiest. I have my, my third sister. She's really easy. Yeah. Yeah. She just like did everything herself. Yeah. See, yeah. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not that they're easy. It's that they realize no one's there for the homework. They're no, like, I'm on my own in this family. I guess that's true. She yeah. was... She, she, 
<laughs> she does remember being raised by the nanny in a in a a lot of situations. See? Yeah. But she's God great. Damn it. She's you should do it. How about that? Yeah. See, I can't I can't. I can't. Okay. But the crying, oh my God. Cause now when my two year old cries, I can I'm like, I know what's going on here. Yes. Terrible twos. I know you're asserting your personhood. Bullshit. I know you're fine. You know what I mean? You're just you're emoting. Yep, absolutely. It's but it, it does make me want to drink. Like the the crying is what drives me to drinking. I'll be like, Phew. it's hard to listen to. We, <laughs> all, have our, we all have our limits. It <laughs> we is all hard. need our breaks. Yes. How do you deal with three criers? Um, do they because they I have help? I, I'm lucky. Yeah. I have uh, helpful family. Um, but I do need breaks. If they're all crying, sometimes you just, it's a lot. Oh my lot. god, it's the worst. It's the worst. When they go together, but it always ends. I remind myself. Those moments always end, and then you're on to eventually a happy, happy time. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's God, you have a third. So Stop <laughs> it, Hawkman! You're the worst. Don't you dare! And don't let my husband hear that stuff. Oh, this is an interesting one. Subject says fucked up legs as a kid. Twenty-eight year old male, straight, zero NRE. That means new relationship energy. My boomer parents took me to the doctor as a kid because I walked, quote, funny. No, they weren't fucking me. How old is he? <laughs> he was 20. He's 28 now. Okay. But he said when he was a kid, my tendons and my legs are less elastic, apparently. They never told me anything more than that. So I don't know the exact condition. My legs are not flexible, but I also don't stretch because I never wanted to tear anything. Should I really start getting into stretching now so I don't have a wheelchair when I'm older or should I just keep feathering it? Meaning just keep doing whatever he's doing. So this is going to be a tough question to answer without knowing what the diagnosis oh, yeah. was and knowing uh, exactly what the issue was. A lot of kids, though, have um, um, uh, issues with the way their legs or, or there's questions about the way they walk or the way their legs are shaped when they're little. And most of the time they outgrow it. So I don't know what the actual diagnosis was, but I'll say if you're 28 and everything's working well, you're, you're able to move your body without pain, you can stretch enough, yeah. um, maybe talk to a doctor and get another opinion because you're probably okay. Wow, that's probably good. probably be fine. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. So keep feathering it is what she's saying. <laughs> that's, you know yeah. what's so funny is that um, I didn't realize that children have entirely different physiologies than we do. Like, Not entirely different, but they are different. Right. Absolutely. Like, I just assumed that they were just tinier versions of us. So, like, <laughs> which they are, but they actually, their bodies react differently, like, to viruses. For instance, some children don't get certain viruses. Their That's bodies true. are just immune to them. That's true. The or, way we give them medication is different. Yeah. The way, um, yeah, the diseases they tend to get are different. Even looking at the coronavirus, like, why are little kids doing so well, so different from the elderly? Right. Why? Yeah. And why? why is that? Why? What's this? Why? What, what, uh, they have a hypothesis that, do you want me to answer this? I do, because okay. it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, there's a hypothesis that there's a um, receptor in the body where the virus enters. Um, so in kids, so that, that receptor tends to be in the lungs. It's in the nose. So you know how you've heard of people that are losing their sense of smell from the coronavirus? Anosmia. Anosmia. I know that um, word. It's in the stomach. So that's why some, there's some kids with stomach symptoms or, or adults oh. that have coronavirus stomach symptoms. And it's in the lungs, and that receptor is called the ACE2 receptor, the angiotensin converting enzyme 2 receptor. It's not well developed in kids. So the thought is that the virus doesn't really enter kids very well and mm -hmm. cause that cytokine storm that you like, the that word you like. Storm. Yeah. Yeah. 
So there's so no the receptor. Hypothesis. They just don't underdeveloped. have it. Maybe they have it, but not that great or not that developed. So they it's don't amazing. react. They don't re. They don't have the same um, robust response that adults do, especially in kids under ten. What a miracle! And and thank God because I think is that moms, too scientific? No, I love this <laughs> yeah. stuff. But thank God that um, this isn't messing up kids left and right because I think every mom and listening to this would just be in a, in a straitjacket. I agree. I agree. Makes out. my job a lot easier. Oh my God. Yeah, thank can, goodness. Yeah. Or I can, I can go to work giving a confident message that their kids are going to be okay. What do you see the most of in your practice? Um, what do I see the most of in terms of illness? Like, yeah. Like what's your every day where you're like, I know the, I know the answer before the parent even finishes the sentence. So many, I mean, there's so many things that come up. Yeah. So many things. Because I'll see kids from birth all the way into their early 20s. Aww. So, so many things. But, you know, the standard things, of abdominal pain, anxiety, ear infections, cold, sinus infections, sinus diarrhea. Diarrhea. Oh, there's my dog. Yeah. Yeah, sinus infections. Those are a lot. Do kids get their tonsils removed Getting still? Getting uh, falls, falls on their heads. Do they get their tonsils? Uh, Not as much. Yeah, Not why as much. is that? Um, so, it's, a lot of kids outgrow it. So, now we have to wait. They have to have a... Um, tonsil they're supposed to have seven infections a year um, for them to qualify to get their tonsils out seven yeah. or if they're snores if it's affecting how they sleep we'll take them out but it was found we your dog's right here so. I know, yeah. uh, but we were taking out more tonsils than we needed to yes so. because when i was a little girl everyone it, got them out it was like get them out yeah, get and the I'm, ice cream yeah, yeah the ice cream and that yeah. was the big incentive is that they fed you ice cream in the hospital so you should have your tonsils taken out yes yeah yeah. I'm like, oh, it was no. really painful. And what about head injuries? There are so many stories about you drop the the baby, the baby bonks their head. What's, yes. What's All right. the deal? All right. So so some tidbits I'll tell you. Um, good news is, is that babies are designed so well that generally if they fall from their own height onto their heads, they're okay. Thank Christ. So it's great that they're low to the ground. Um, the other thing I'll tell you is that when they fall on their forehead, the forehead is the strongest part of the skull. So if oh. they, if a two-year-old falls from their, like if I get a phone call and I hear a two-year-old fell from their own height onto their forehead and they're acting fine afterwards, I can reassure the parents things are okay. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, so those are some pearls. I like that. So, I love that. So forehead and their own height. Forehead, their own height. Yeah. Okay. Coffee. Are children yes. drink, drinking coffee today? I thought that stunted your growth. So that's a myth. Um, we, <laughs> what? Um, Everything I know is wrong. <laughs> I know. I heard that too. Yeah. That I, I never a lot of things. drank coffee until I was in college because I was like, I can't. Did but you ever hear that chewing gum stayed in your body for seven years? Yeah. You did? It doesn't? No, it doesn't. What does it do? I don't understand. It, you poop it out. You, you digest it. poop yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, did you hear that though? What about <laughs> eating Pop Rocks and drinking Coke while your stomach <laughs> explodes? I don't, never heard that one. Never That's heard that not one. in your Maybe medical I did, journal. Maybe I forgot. <laughs> You guys haven't studied. I just didn't. St I missed that page. Why don't you study it? Yeah, you should. That should be your next research paper. I is pop rocks and coke, <laughs> and that's. I will look into that. <laughs> okay, I forgot the first question though. Oh, what the myth of. About? Oh, caffeine. Oh, caffeine. You know, we actually give caffeine as a treatment in the NICU to babies. What? Yeah. So we even give it. NICU is the where, where the premature babies are um, in the hospital, but but they use it as a treatment. So mm. caffeine can be given to kids and it doesn't stunt their growth. I don't recommend it. I don't want my kids to be Do uh, more it? more yeah. alert and crazy than they already can be. But what about, um, okay, here's them. a good question. My yes. friend was texting me last night. Their one-year-old is just learning to walk and won't sleep. And you know how that is when they get those milestones. They get so excited, I, I imagine, and they don't want to sleep. So. Yes, what can you do to make your kids sleep? Oh my goodness. All right. So <laughs> that's the million dollar question. Yeah. Um, all right. So the best thing is to make sure 
gosh. Um, it all starts with the beginning of the day. So getting them up early. Mm. Um, get, I think routine is so key for kids. So the more that they can be on routine, the more kids know what to expect, the better they'll sleep at night. So if you consistently get them up at six and then you have their first nap at this time and then you and, and then bath, dinner, and they know what time to go to sleep, that's the best way to do it. If you're ever desperate, I mean, some people will ask me about uh, Benadryl, antihistamines, or even melatonin. Those things are okay for short, short, short term, but I think... Um, really not ideal. You want to think about routine and habit. Yeah. <laughs> right. You yeah. don't want to be dosing your kid every night no. with Benadryl because you no. want to watch your no. shows and chill. Not yeah. a good idea. No, not at all. No. no. And is that true though when they start to walk? Is it, they do start to sleep less. Is it excitement over... I don't know. I do Changing? think kids, um, things, a lot of times I think it has to do with their nap schedule, I find. I don't know if it's so much their, their it could be, I guess, growth in, in uh, new development, but... I find a lot of times the parents complain that sleep is off when they go from two naps to one nap yeah. or they go from three naps to two naps. Things are, you know, if they're on that second nap and they might not be as tired for bedtime, especially around like a year, 18 months. I agree. And you know what my yes. mother would say too? What? Fresh air. Fresh air is helpful. She's the right. child <laughs> needs fresh air. Yep. You make the kid run outside, it's going to be tired. It's true. Yeah, it's true. The it's true. Your circadian rhythm. That's right. I yeah. know that word too. Yeah. Circadian yeah. rhythms. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You gotta get outside. Feel the sunlight. You gotta feel God's yep. sunshine on your face. Yep. You gotta breathe the air and breathe get air. nice and tired. Yeah. Vitamin yeah. D. I agree. Vitamin D. Move that body. And you said vitamin N. You've told me before. No. <laughs> no. My favorite vitamin for kids. Yeah. Vitamin N. Set no boundaries. Boundaries. Yeah. And also read to them. You think reading is good. I think reading is really important. Yeah. I, I think do. so too. That's my favorite it's good time thing. together. They learn a lot. They soak it in. They learn the words. They use their imagination. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Very good. Day. Trying to think if I have any other questions. Can you use your literati uh, coupon code? You can. I <laughs> use my literati code. What was it? Mom or something for 20% off? Yeah. It's a great. Okay. We got to go. Listen, thank you so much for being here, Dr. Hockman. You're an absolute treasure. I adore you. Thank you. I adore you too. You're wonderful. Thank and I, I hope you'll come back. I will. Thank you for having me. It was really, yeah. really a lot of fun. All right. I can't wait. Oh, the name. Do we find one? I want to say star, but I feel like I've named somebody else star in my... I like star. She's a star. She's a star. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, star. All right. Until next time, stay cool, moms. Bye. (laughs) Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms at?